Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Would you turn and find that for me, please? We began last Friday on a new series we're calling, well, I actually changed the title this week, you know. (laughs) I can do that. Uh, We're just calling it now, The Wisdom of God. The Wisdom of God. I, you know, ministers... Uh, know what I'm talking about. You know, some people, they just plan everything out and they just stay right with it. But uh, I prepare the best I know how and then we launch out. And then a lot of times I find out about it like I'll tell them, no, you know, change the title on that one last week. That's not what it was. (laughs) I gave them a title, but it was the wrong one. And we thought I was going to emphasize this, but we found out we should emphasize the other. So we're believing and being led. So let's agree together. For tonight, because you know it's not just all up to me, right? I mean, our teacher is the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's very real. And he'll teach you according to how focused you are on him and how you're listening and how you're receiving. So uh, let me pray over you and close your eyes and let your heart agree with this prayer. Father, we our eyes are on you and we're looking to you. Give everybody ears to hear and eyes that see and a heart that receives. Let revelation come truth that makes free, that there come answers to questions, solutions to problems and direction for right now, life to our flesh, uh, medicine to us, and health to us, every part of our being, and we'll give you the glory, and we won't be hearers only, but by your grace we will be in our doers of the word, and we know as we do we'll be blessed because you're so faithful to watch over the word and perform it in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Said out loud, he teaches me, he teaches me. Tonight. tonight, and I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer of the Word of God. Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 1, this is our main text passage. He said, hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Forsake you not my law. I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also. And he said to me, let your heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Everybody say get wisdom. Get understanding. Say that. He said, forget it not and neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. What will preserve you? Love her and she'll keep you. What will keep you? Wisdom. Wisdom. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Well now that's a big statement. Isn't it? But you know it's true. Therefore do what? That's about the third time we've heard that right? Get wisdom. And with all you're getting. Get understanding. There's an emphasis on get it. Look at your neighbor and say, get it. (laughs) Well, get what? He said, get wisdom, get understanding. Get it. If the Bible says, get it, what should you do? Get it. So we began last Friday on a quest to get it. Right? God said, get it. And we know he wouldn't have told us to get it if we couldn't get it. So we must be able to get it. So we're going to get it. We're going to get get the wisdom. 
get the understanding, will our life be any different? I mean, just right here, what did he say? This will preserve you. Right? This will keep you. Now he goes on to say, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all you're getting. Get understanding. Exalt her. She'll promote you. What will promote you? How many like promotion? Certainly everybody likes promotion. So what should you be interested in? You know, pressuring somebody to promote you. You know, crying and asking everybody why they don't acknowledge your gift. That's not wisdom. That's dummy. That's being foolish, right? The opposite of wisdom is being foolish or being a fool. And people, you know, they don't even like the sound of that. But you've been a fool before. And so have I. And if we walk with God and done what he said, then we've been wise before. Now what we want to do is eliminate the fool stuff. Right? And just do the wise. And get those results. He said, exalt her, she'll promote you. She will bring you to honor when you do embrace her. She'll give to your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to you. And it goes on. But we see from this text, and this is what's stirring in our heart, we believe it's the leading of the Lord for us for right now, to get wisdom. So we are pursuing wisdom. Now to review a little bit from last week, we went into some detail about what is wisdom, you know, defining wisdom. We said the word foolish is from the word we get our word moron from. You know, a lot of words that we have, they have uh, Greek roots. And uh, to be foolish means to be dull and heedless. I'd say it like this, unaware and unresponsive. Did you get that? And don't just have uh, shock from the word foolish. And don't just automatically get mad if you say, well, did Brother Keith call me a fool just now? Uh, I'm not calling you a fool or me a fool, but the Bible calls people who do certain things fools. So if the shoe fits, you know, well, that's where it is. And I am not telling you to go around and confess, I'm a fool. No, no, no. Even if you did something really dumb, you need to open your mouth and say, I have the mind of Christ. He's been made unto me wisdom. Right? And it will appear that you're calling those things that be not as though they were at times. But that's all the more reason to do it and do it moreover. But we got to have some mind renewal on this word fool. A lot of times people just even shudder when they hear the word and it's uh, like you're cussing them or you're trying to cuss somebody else. No, you have done foolish things. And I have done foolish things. We need to identify it, though, and get free from it and grow up beyond it. Now, two things. Have you heard what a fool is? Unaware. Right? And that definition said heedless. Another way of saying it, you didn't take heed, you didn't respond, and you didn't respond correctly. So the wise man is aware. Right? And the wise man responds and responds correctly. So we're believing God for awareness. And we're believing God to show us how to respond in every situation. 
Now, the word wisdom, you know, in looking it up, there's so many people who give their definitions of things, and if you're not watchful about it, you'll just take something that somebody else said like it's truth. But you need to always take things back to the Word, back to the Bible. And where did it come from? And in looking up definitions from the original words, one of the main words that I have been able to find is the word skillful. Everybody say skillful. Skillful. What is wisdom? Wisdom is being skillful. Now I think you can see from some other scriptures we're going to get into, it's being skillful with knowledge and skillful with understanding. It's becoming skillful. And listen to this definition that I found from a scholar from many years ago. Well, it made a contribution. Actually, this one is in Vines. He said that in the day of the language, as best they could find out, that wisdom was viewed as a mastery of the art of living in accordance with God's expectations. A mastery of the art of living in accordance with God's expectations. I like that, don't you? A wise person is, and it went on to say that this wasn't viewed as a, just an accomplishment, but as a process. And how many believe you can be more wise next year, the Lord tears is coming, than you are this year? And you don't get to the place where that's it. You've reached total wisdom now. No. (laughs) You are growing in this and developing in the mastery of living life. He said God's expectations. I'd say it like this. According to God's standard. You're mastering the art of living according to God's standard. What he says abundant life is. Can you say amen? Now see, a fool, man or woman, male fool or female fool, will bump through life never even aware of God's standard of abundant life. And if they hear it, they won't respond correctly to it. I have to watch about getting ahead of myself here now. You know, you want to rush to what you feel like is the juicy part. But you might not have seen all those thousands of scriptures I saw before I got to that. So we we got to, you know, build towards it. So help me out. (laughs) Wisdom, one definition. I like the word skillful. I think that's one of the most accurate roots of the concept. Being skillful, becoming skillful. You know, many times it talked about craftsmen. People who worked with wood and worked with silver and were uh, artisans and masters of their craft. And the Bible said God put his wisdom in them. Well, see, then they developed highly in skill and mastery of their art. With God, now let's just stop here. A lot of people think the Holy Ghost only helped you to pray, preach, or prophesy. But go back. Anybody remember Bezalel? Huh? Or a holy ab? Boy, I see we got to read our Old Testament for sure. I mean, people look like, who? He live in Branson? No. 
<laughs> Bezalel. Why is mama named him something like that? Well, Bezalel and Aholiab are mentioned by name in those who constructed some of the furniture of the uh, God's vision that he gave for the holy things. And the Bible said he made them wise-hearted. He put his wisdom in them. He put his spirit on them. He anointed their hands and their minds to work with wood and to work with fabric and to work with skin and to work with stone. How many understand God will anoint your hands? Hold up your hands. He will anoint your hands to do natural things to his glory. Are you with me now? A lot of people don't understand this. They think, well, you know, this, I'm not in church and I'm not prophesying. So uh, they think they're just on their own. Best they can do. No, no. There's wisdom from God to do your job. And can you see that just one revelation of wisdom from God, how to do your job, could be a key to promotion and honor? Can you see? We already begin to see some connection here, right? Wisdom. You do it just the same dull way that everybody else does it. Well, why should you be promoted? But God gives you wisdom. Gives you insight. And you very humbly come in and say, you know, what if we did this? And I think if we did this, then this could happen. And people begin to see the wisdom of God. And they do it and try it. And oh man, it works better than anything we've ever done before. Well... You're on your way to a pay raise and promotion and maybe your own business. You know, I mean, wisdom promotes. So here he said, it is mastery. Another definition says, ability to make right choices at the opportune time. Ability to make right choices. at the, That's one of the Hebrew words. Another one says, Insight into the true nature of things. And another says, the ability to discern modes of action with a view to their results. Ability to discern modes of action with a view to their results. Now we talked about this quite a bit last time. Wisdom has a lot to do with the future. And a fool takes no premeditation about the consequence of their words or actions. They say what they think, they say what they feel, and then they find out what effect those words had. Well, that's a little late. Right? A fool does what strikes them, and then they find out what results. A wise man, a wise woman, does not do so. Proverbs says, the heart of the righteous studies to answer. But the mouth of the foolish pours out wicked stuff. You know, some of the times in my life that I have felt the worse is when I have realized I let the enemy say something through my mouth. I let him do something through me. I was used of him. Did you know, as a Christian, I'm talking about a born-again, spirit-filled uh, you know, tape playing, tongue talking, Bible toting believer. You can yield to the Holy Ghost in the morning and yield to the enemy in the afternoon. 
Do you know you can do that? Sure you can. You know, Peter's a prime example. He said, you know, uh, to Jesus, he said, you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. He said, you know, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but the Father. See, he's yielding to God, isn't he? He got that straight from God. But just a few verses later, he takes Jesus aside and said, oh, no, no. Now, this will not be to you. He said, this is not going to happen about you being, you know, tortured and crucified. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. This is the same guy he told just a few verses earlier. You know, flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. You're yielding to the Father. No, you have a free will. You can be wise and yield to God, or you can be foolish and yield to the enemy. And if you just say everything that crosses your mind, then the enemy is going to be using your mouth all the time. You'll say dumb stuff, and you'll say hurtful stuff, and you'll realize the enemy used you to hurt somebody. Have you ever stuck your foot in your mouth, as they say? Have you ever said, I mean, if you'd have known what was going on, you'd have never said that. It was the worst thing to say right then. You think it was an accident. It wasn't. The devil planned it. You know, there's been times you work and you're busy and sometimes maybe doing too much. And you come home and you got a few minutes to sit down. And you look at some of these uh, emails and somebody just says the absolute worst thing they could say to you right now. You know, a nasty gram. Well, how would they know that that would prick you in that spot today? No way they could know. So why'd they write it? Why'd they say it? It come across their mind. And they said they just need to let you know. No intent to bless you. They just felt like they ought to let you know. Well, that's a fool. Those are not my words. The Bible says the fool, their main intent is to make their opinion known. That's their quest in life. Is to make sure everybody knows what I think. Don't get too quiet now. Just look straight ahead and stay hooked. But no, I'm not knocking them per se. I have let the enemy use me. I've said things and later realized, oh man, that was the worst thing I could have said right then. Later on you found out, but I was the fool who let the devil use my mouth. So wise people don't do that. Wise people do not spit out everything that crosses their mind. The heart of the righteous studies to answer. And before you speak, you think, all right, now if I say this, how will they hear it? And how is it going to affect? Is it going to help or is it going to hurt? Now see, by this time, a lot of people have already talked for 10 minutes. But the wise person doesn't. The wise person thinks, decides. And says something on purpose. Now this is a foreign concept to most of the people on the planet. It is. But did you know that you and I are going to be held accountable. And responsible for even idle words. Why? Because they're so important. Because of stuff like this. People just mouthing off. The enemy can use stuff. To steal people's faith. To hurt them. To discourage them when they're down. To all kind of stuff. 
The Bible says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But just that which is good to the use of edifying, building up, that it may minister grace to the hearers. I taught on this a little while back and I gave the example of staying ahead of the airplane. You know, flying airplanes, especially the faster they get. Your mind has to be faster than the airplane. So it doesn't get there before you do. Anybody know what I'm talking about now? Let me explain. I mean, there was this one guy and he was talking about how that he, uh, he was a, an instructor in a school, but he didn't do much real world flying. And so he was hired to do a trip in this very fast jet with this guy. And he was talking about how much he knew. And, you know, he's trying to display his superior knowledge. And he was an instructor and he was this and that. And the other guy had thousands of hours of real world experience. And he knew the guy didn't know what he's talking about, but he just kept quiet. Well, they were going from somewhere out west to Little Rock. And the guy's talking about his profile, his decent profile, and, uh, you know, how that so many minutes out he should start down to be at the right altitude, at the right place, because these jets fly, you know, up at 40,000 plus feet, and they're flying four or 500 miles an hour. you got to think ahead. So he began to say, I don't know my profile, you know, and he's talking about his profile, his profile. And finally he began looking at the time and he thought, you know, my profile may be a little bit off. I don't know. And then he began to get really concerned. And he thought, uh-oh. Uh, and he looked at the other guy. He said, uh, do you think our profile will be okay to make uh, Little Rock? And the guy said, I think you're going to miss Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got to start down, you know, like a hundred miles out to be at the right place at the right time. Your mind's got to be ahead of the airplane. Well, people, you know, our minds are supposed to be ahead of our mouths. Are you with me? A lot of people have Mach 2 mouths and 20 mile an hour minds. I mean, they've been talking, you know, for 30 minutes before their mind even realizes what's going on. <laughs> and this is the fool. Somebody say, not me. Not me. Not me. No Mach 2 mouth and 20 mile an hour mind. No Mach 2 mind are actually a lot faster than that. And the mind is always ahead of the mouth. I don't talk and then think about what I said. I think, then I say what I decide to say on purpose to accomplish a specific thing. Now, this takes some training. I said, this takes some training, but all the benefits you'll reap from it. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue, the scripture said. (laughs) Some folk don't know if they're glad they heard that or not. They're thinking, uh, Well, I didn't write it. Uh, Go with me over to Proverbs, the eighth chapter tonight. And let's look further into this. Proverbs 8. Let's begin to talk about how to get wisdom. Are you interested in this now? How do we get it? Because he told us get it. So, you know, maybe we got some. How do we get more? How do we increase? Proverbs 8 verse 1 says, Does not wisdom cry? And that's not referring to boo-hoo. That's calling aloud, crying out. Wisdom is crying out, calling out loudly. 
And understanding is putting forth her voice. Did you know wisdom is calling out? And understanding is calling. What's it saying? Keep reading. She stands in the top of the high places. And by the way in the places of the pass. She cries at the gates. And at the entry of the city. At the coming in at the doors. In other words all over the place. Unto you O men I call. And my voice is to the sons of man. What's wisdom calling and crying out? Oh, you simple, understand wisdom. You fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. My mouth will speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There's nothing froward or perverse in them. They're all plain to him that understands and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Another translation said discretion. And I find out knowledge of witty inventions. How many would like to find out some witty inventions? Oh yeah, God's full of them. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy in the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I'm understanding, I have strength. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Now it goes on talking about how that riches are with me. Now we'll be talking about this later. But do you remember the wisest man in the Bible? Was also the richest man in the Bible? Wisdom and rich. Go together. We got some more people that jumped on board just then. Right there. Good. (laughs) Here's a big key. We're talking about how to get wisdom. Verse 17. What does it say? Wisdom said, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Well, you can't do anything any earlier than tonight. Right? But there are all kind of applications here. One, there is an immediate application of it every day. When should you seek wisdom for the day? At the end of the day? After you've done a bunch of dumb stuff? Or at the beginning of the day before you ever get started? Should you seek the wisdom of God? Should you ask for it? And inquire for it? And get this. Now we keep saying seek. Let me use another word. Look for it. I know this sounds simplistic, but this is very important. Look for the wisdom. Where should you look? Well, yes, you look in the Word, and that's one reason you're going to read your Scriptures on a regular basis, and we'll talk more about that. But how many know the Spirit of wisdom lives inside of you? The author of the book, the one who inspired all the words, the same Spirit who inspired Matthew also inspired Luke. Right? And John. And Elijah and Elisha. 
And that same spirit lives in you. And he is, and he's called, the spirit of wisdom. He's in you. He's another person from you. He's not you. But he's in you. And we must train ourselves to look to the other person inside us. Can you say amen now? Back up to the third chapter here. We need to get just a little more excited about this. That's my job to help get you there. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Proverbs 3, 5. Can you take some more? You okay? Proverbs 3, verse 5. A lot of you know it. What does it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Now, he didn't say don't use it. See, a lot of people say, I wish that I could just turn my head off. I wish that, you know, the Holy Ghost would just remove my dumb mind and just possess me. (laughs) Ain't going to happen. Don't pray it again. He's not a demon. He's not going to possess you. He's not going to control your mind for you. Did you hear me? He told you and me to do something with our mind. Hmm? (laughs) Some folk didn't like that. Well, (laughs) it ain't scriptural, okay? He told us, he said, whatever things are true and pure and honest and lovely, you know, etc., think. On these things. He didn't say be mindless. He said this word of God will not depart out of your mouth. But you'll meditate in it. You're not supposed to become mindless. You know people talk about well you know I meditate. And I just think nothing. And I just become one with the great cosmic nothingness. You're messed up. And you're opening yourself up to demons. That's what they want you to do. They want you to not think. And that's one of the reasons drugs are so popular with the devil. He wants you to get high and just let her drift. And just float away to who knows where. He knows where. He's going to take you somewhere. Did you hear me? He's got some real ugly things he wants to put in your mind and some deathly experiences. No, don't you let anybody talk you in to turning loose of your mind. You use your mind. You think. Think. He didn't say don't use your understanding. What did he say? Don't rely on it. And that's all you have to make your decisions by. God gave you a head. He gave you a mind. Use it. But it's not the final deciding factor. Right? What's the final deciding factor? Trust in the Lord with all of your your heart. Somebody else lives in me. Smarter than me. Right? The spirit of wisdom. He knows everything about everything. Let's keep reading. He said, in all your ways. How many of your ways? In all your ways. Would that include more than just at church? Would that include all your ways on the job, all your ways in housekeeping, all your ways in cooking, all your ways in driving and traveling and getting to work and dressing and resting and vacationing, all your ways. What do you do? Oh, this is big, friends. A lot of people can quote this, but not nearly as many do it. 
in all your ways acknowledge him. And what will happen? Huh? Man, there's something to get excited about. I'm telling you. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He said, don't be wise in your own eyes. That's the very next verse. So we're not depending on our smarts for this. We're trusting in the smart one in us. And those that seek wisdom early will find wisdom. This is almost too simple for some folks, but I'm telling you, this is a big. Do you desire wisdom? You want to get more wisdom? You got to look for it. At every juncture during your day, you got to stop and look for it. Where do you look? You look inside where the spirit of wisdom lives inside you. There's somebody else inside you and he knows exactly what to do right now. Should I do this or should I do that? He knows. And sometimes it's neither one. You know, the devil will try to pressure you to choose between two wrong choices. Did you know that? Oh, man, he does it all the time. You got to choose. You got to pick. Which one you going to do? Come on, pick. Pick. A or B. A or B. Pick. Come on, you ain't got no time. Pick. (laughs) And if you'll stop and check with the Lord, he'll tell you about C and D and E. Did you hear me? He'll tell you about his way. The right one. But you have to wait. And not just do. And not flip coins. And not ask other folk what they think you ought to do. Not just do something because you're tired of fooling with it. Did you hear me? That's how you miss it. That's how you miss God. In all your ways. Say it out loud. Say in my, all my ways. In all my ways. What do you do? I acknowledge him. And it helps to verbally acknowledge. It helps you. You know, and something comes up and you don't know what to do. Just pause. If you're in a place where it's not appropriate to get too loud, you can say it under your breath. Now, Lord, I know you know what to do on this. You're living inside me. You've given me the mind of the anointed one. Show me what to do. I'm looking to you. I admit I don't know what to do, but I'm acknowledging you. You know what to do. Show me. I'm looking. And you're looking and you're thinking. And you're checking. And those that seek her will find her. Oh, how many can testify that this has happened in your life before? This is the way we live around here all the time. I mean, just all the time something comes up. And, you know, I maybe have done something with that before. I made a decision before. But today's a new day. Which way to go now? What to do? Oh, what's the answer to a thousand and one questions every day? Be led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom, counsel, and might. Can you say amen? Amen. Go with me to the second chapter of Proverbs, please. Don't miss these important points now. How do you get more wisdom? Let me cover a couple simple things. Uh, The scripture said, wisdom said, I love them that love me. So write some of these things down. Get them in your thinking. Love wisdom. You love wisdom. You value. We're talking about the wisdom of God. You value it. It's precious to you. You see that in this second chapter right here. Proverbs 2. 
He said, Proverbs 2, 1, My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you so that you incline your ear to wisdom. You've got your ear adjusted and primed for some wisdom. You're listening for it every day. You're looking for it because you love it. And you apply your heart to understanding. Everybody say incline. incline. Your, ear. your ear. Apply your heart. See, this doesn't just fall on you because you're nonchalant about it. You got to get hungry. You got to have a desire. You got to love this. Verse three, what? What does it say? If you cry after knowledge, now that's not a pitiful boo-hoo cry. That's just an earnest, I got to have it. Oh, I'm looking for it. I'm believing you for my wisdom, Lord. Wisdom come to me. We see both sides here now. We saw wisdom crying for us. Huh? Well, deep calls unto deep. There needs to be a reply. You know, I I grew up in uh, just not too far from here in central Mississippi. We lived uh, 15 miles from the nearest little bitty town. We lived out in the country. And uh, we had bear, panthers, you know, like around here. I remember as a little boy, during the summer season sometime, you'd hear the panthers at night. The panthers would have some young ones. And so mom would be looking for the babies at night. Or, you know, they weren't just little ones. Apparently they're half grown. They're away from mama. And she'd, you know, cry out the way panthers do. And no mistaking it, you hear it. And then after a while, you hear another one way over here. Well, that's Junior Panther. <laughs> you could tell by the sound of the, you know, the cry. It's a young one. And so Mama would cry. Junior would cry. And you hear them, they're getting closer together. And Mama and Junior, Mama and Junior. And now you can tell, boy, they must be close together, almost coming from the same place. Then you don't hear them anymore. They got together, crying out for one another. Oh, yeah, come on, come on. Wisdom's crying for you. It's calling your name. Understanding's been calling from you before you were born. Huh? It's been crying out. Mo! Mo! Rick! 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 Who's calling for Rick? Wisdom and honor. Who's calling for you? Calling for you. What needs to happen though? Come on, are you reading right here? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Chapter 2, what did he say? Verse 3, yay, yes, you got to what? If you will cry after knowledge and if you'll lift up your voice for understanding, you're answering the cry. It ain't the call of the wild. It's wisdom's call. And you're answering because there is somebody home. You're going, yeah, over here. Wisdom. Oh, yeah, wisdom. Wisdom's calling you. Keith, yeah, yeah. Keith, I got you wisdom. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, take a step closer. And wisdom calls and you call and you get closer. Oh, come on now. And wisdom calls and you take a step. Next thing you know, you're knowing things you never knew. You're seeing things you never saw. You're understanding things your mom and daddy didn't understand. 
Oh, glory to God. And you're thinking, oh, you mean, oh, oh, yeah. Now, I know, now it's going to work. Now I know where I've been missing it. Now I know what's been lacking. Oh, glory to God. He said, wisdom, you ought to cry out. You ought to hunger for it. You ought to love it. He said, it's more valuable than any amount of money, anything you can buy or have. It's more valuable. You desire it. See, we see this coming on through into the New Testament. How would the Bible say about the best gifts? Anybody remember? Covet. Earnestly. What does that mean? You want it and you want it bad. You want it more than any car. You want it more than any house. You want it more than any money. What do you want more than any car, house, or money? You want the wisdom of God. Because that's how you're supposed to live your life. That's where you're supposed to go and where you fit. What you're supposed to do. What your call is. What you were made to do. How many of that's worth more than any money, any stuff? And here's the good thing. With it comes the money and the stuff. It's hard not to get ahead of myself here. You remember Solomon? I'll give you a little foretaste here. Solomon, God appeared to him. Remember that? He said, what do you want? He said, oh, he said, you've made me ruler of this great people. I got millions of people, this whole nation looking to me what to do. Give me wisdom. Give me an understanding and a wise heart. And the Bible said it pleased God that that's what he asked for. And he said, basically, good boy. <laughs> That's the right thing to ask for. He said, and because you didn't ask for the life of your enemies, you didn't ask for personal stuff, you didn't ask for all the money, but I'm going to give you riches and long life. See, it comes with the wisdom. It's a package deal. I'm about to get happy with myself. Glory to God. It comes with it. So we can forget about running after the stuff and get to seeking God's wisdom. And with it is going to come. Well, didn't the scripture say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all his stuff, all these things going to be added to you. Somebody say wisdom. See, wisdom is crying out for you. Are you crying out for it? Are you answering Wisdom's cry. If you cry after knowledge, if you lift up your voice for understanding, keep reading. If you do what? If you seek her as silver, if you search for her as for hid treasures. What if somebody told you that they knew for sure that somebody had hid $10 million worth of treasure in your backyard? And it was there for a fact. Would you look for it? (laughs) Ten million dollars. Well, he said, look for this more than that. See, most people don't do that, do they? It's not that real. He said, seek for her. Seek for wisdom like you would for silver. Search for her as for hid treasures. Didn't Jesus say, seek? Seek. But see, you've got to want it. 
to the reason why so many people don't walk in much wisdom of God is they just bump along on their own and they figure it out the best they can and they do the best they know how and they really are self-satisfied. Well, we just do the best we can and y'all just pray for us that we'll hold on till Jesus comes. They're not hungry. There's no fire. There's no desire. Come on, y'all help me out a little bit. Do you see this? You got to get hungry. For God, you got to say, oh no, man, there are riches in the wisdom of God beyond anything I've ever seen or thought. And I got to have it. I got to have it. Wisdom! (laughs) Come to me now. And wisdom will call back. I got you. I got you. I'm coming. But it's not for the passive. Do nothing. Could care less. It's just not going to happen. (laughs) keep reading if you seek her like silver you search for as for hid treasure didn't he tell us get it then man we are on the search then aren't we then what will happen man this thing is not left up in the air he's already given us what's going to happen when we do it and I know the word of the Lord cannot fail he said seek you do this and here's what's going to happen You are going to understand the fear of the Lord and you are going to find the knowledge of God. It's going to happen. For the Lord gives wisdom. Out of His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. Didn't say He hid it from you. He laid it up for you. It's stored up for you and I. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. He's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keeps the path of judgment. He preserves the way of his saints. Then shall you understand righteousness and judgment and equity every good path. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion shall preserve you. Oh, I don't know how much we ought to shout about this. I mean, what does it mean? You get saved from damage and loss. Again and again, the devil planted traps for you, and you miss them. You miss them out of the wisdom of God. You're traveling along, and the wisdom of God goes, ah, no, I'm just going to go this way today. And you miss them. The devil been planting it for 20 years, and you just miss the whole deal. You keep missing the devil's will for your life. Every day, it will preserve you, preserve you, preserve you, preserve you. Mm-mm-mm. Understanding shall keep you. And it goes on among other things. Talking about delivering you from the uh, wayward wife. Wayward woman, excuse me. Delivering you from uh, (laughs) affairs. There's no wisdom in sin. You know, if people had thought about, okay. Now my flesh is screaming to do this. But now if I do this, what's going to happen next? And then what's going to happen tomorrow? And then where am I going to be? And the devil will say, oh, nobody will find out. He's the one that will tell on you. Forget this. Ain't nobody going to find out. There, n- listen to this. No one has ever gotten away with anything. Ever. Somebody said, well, now, Brother Keith, I know that ain't true. No, no, it's true. Some things come out in this life. Other things come out later. But nobody 
ever gets away with anything. There's only one solution. Repent. Get it under the blood. (laughs) And then it's washed. And then it's gone. Oh, hallelujah. It's gone. But forget this. Nobody's ever going to find out. Oh, yeah. How many know God already knows? And he's the most important one. And usually more people know already than you think. (laughs) So it's real simple. Be wise. (laughs) Don't do it. it. Be wise and don't do it. Wisdom is, you know, people say, it just happened before I knew what was going on. Well, then you're a fool. Because the wise man or woman's in control. I mean, your flesh can be screaming, your mind, your desire, your eyes. I don't care what it's for. If it's for money or sex or glory, I don't care what it is. And you can say, hold up, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, I love God more than I love anything else. Now, if I do this, what's going to happen? You know, there's no wisdom in sin. When you stop and get the wisdom on the situation, you're thinking, "Uh uh-uh, no way. It ain't worth that. Right? No, no. It's not worth that. I'm not willing to pay that price. I can control my spending. I can control my mouth. I can control my desire. I got the greater one on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And wisdom, I'm calling for you. When you're pressed in a situation, that's when you need to call out. Don't trust in your own strength and your own ability. Say, God, help me with this. Show me how to think about this. You know, we just talked about, my dad just went home just a few weeks ago. And he wasn't that old. And he and I are very, very close. And, um, you know, he went in my plane while I was flying. And the enemy tried to mess with me on that. And all I could, you know, in the beginning, all I could see is uh, he's too young. And all these years that we should have had. And I'm driving the plane. I couldn't do anything. I had to fly the plane. Had to get it on the ground. And a number of things. And then, thank God, I got the wisdom of God. He allowed me to see it through his eyes. And it's a completely different picture. It's a totally different way. And his way is right. His way is truth. This other little narrow physical earthly thing that is, what's the word for it? You know, the Bible said, in fact, go to Colossians. It says it better here than I could say it in in my words. I think we'll close with this. Colossians, what is it, the third chapter? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, the anointed one, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection, your heart, your desire, and your mind on what? Well, what's above? God's wisdom. God's understanding, His knowledge, His way of seeing and doing things. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God, in the Anointed One. 
Listen, friend, every time, every time, not once in a while, every time that you feel oppressed, you feel defeated, and you can't see anything in the situation to get excited about, and you just, all you see is doom and gloom, then your mind and your desire is on things below. Has to be. You do not have God's wisdom. You do not have his perspective. Because I assure you, he's not depressed over your situation. And he is not perplexed about what in the world you're going to do. None of your situations or mine ever surprise him. Never does anything come up unexpectedly. And he goes, huh? Michael, Gabriel, come here. When did this happen? What has never happened, never will. He knows the end from the beginning. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Oh, His wisdom, His knowledge. There's no end to it. The depth of it, the height of it, the reach of it. And every time, He actually told me this. He said, Keith, He said, if something seems too hard to you, it seems impossible, it seems too far gone, He said, you're not looking at me. I thought, oh, that's got to be right. So lift up your eyes out of the muck and mire. Quit looking at the debt. Quit looking at your symptoms. Quit looking at the bad report. Quit looking at your feelings and the darkness and look up. And realize wisdom's been calling to you the whole time that you were crying and feeling sorry for yourself. Wisdom, I'm here now. I'm tuning in. I'm listening. Every time God has lifted me up. And help me to get above the situation and see it through his eyes. And that's when you start shouting. You go, oh, glory to God. The victory's already been won. All I need to do is rest in the finished work of the anointed one. And shout the victory while the Lord fights for me. There's wisdom. Divine, victorious wisdom for every situation Every time in life, he always causes us to triumph. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.